Yeah, mic check, mic check. I ain't even doing too much talking this episode, dog. I'm gonna spin into this song, get right into the episode. This is a life conversation, though, dog. You know what I'm saying? It ain't even nothing like that, nothing crazy. Every time I link up with Big King, that's all we have, dog. So I'm gonna spin into this song, get right into the episode. <laughs> Somebody that the neighborhood respected That my mama could be proud of Was the apple of my eye That's all I ever wanted Just, just being something, man So at that point What else could you ask for? Music. Tears running down the nigga face In a room full of failures I feel out of place Still sleeping on the floor when you deserve better Got you reeking through the cold even in warm weather I told Meek I wouldn't trust Nikki. Instead of beefing with your dog, you just give him some distance. We all make mistakes, let's not be too pacific. But like I'd rather be a killer than be a statistic. I never fold, no, I never ran. On my soul, I roll like an avalanche. I thank the Lord I got some great friends. That's why every bottle I open, I say amen. Just had a seizure at the Super Bowl. Woke up in the third quarter looking for the smoke. If it's more than a quarter million, I counted twice. Poochie broke my heart, shit, I call it life And never will I call it right Not perfect, but I'm the one you would call it night Traveling the world, I'm just repping my city But rarely do I hear that this nigga done did it But niggas in fatigues will keep you intrigued Cause the loss of life, the only thing niggas believe So I pray you listen carefully And I become another motherfucking casualty Always speak and say hi just never ever walk on by Never ever walk you on by You even stop and put one in the sky You do it for the love of you and I For the love of you and Standing on your block but you so out of place Uncle on the couch, mama running out of space Lights off so you never tend to speak much Go your separate ways every time the lease up a fat, ugly nigga thought I'd never be nothing Another tree stump, happy with his free lunch Ducking pigeons on my eagle on a sunny day Flap my wings once a week, pray I glide safe I want fried chicken at my funeral Rose races, uh, boys What's the record of fantasy? 7 and 4, baby About to be 8 and 4, baby For real? Yeah I ain't, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, my nigga I think my record is like I'm getting my ass with, bro. Yeah, it's a tough year, bro. You got to make a lot of adjustments. It's all the the COVID, bro, because they didn't have a preseason. The injuries are wild, too. Yeah, and everybody got corona. Yeah, the COVID and the injuries. My shit not. So you never know. I think I'm like six and five in one league. In the other league, I'm like, I got a losing record. I know I'm like yeah. four and something. But a lot of losses that I'm taking is because – at the last minute, niggas be out. Niggas be having corona. Yeah, it's just a weird. It's just it's just a weird just shit got for fantasy. James Conner yesterday just got uh, said he was out. I'm yeah, like, and I'm glad fuck? you told me because I got Conner on, on one of my teams, and I probably would have fucked that one up too. Yeah, shit Some crazy though. Football season crazy. <sighs> nah, them goddamn fights last night was crazy. My nigga Nate, bro, you let <laughs> you let the hood down, Nate. You know what? Matter of fact, we can start with that, dog. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. I'm in Jacksonville with Big King, as you see the setup. Yeah, I already know. Florida boy and this bitch. Bro, you're not a Florida boy. 
right. This nigga do this shit every episode, dog. <laughs> we in his goddamn guitar room, like always. Uh, last night, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna keep it a buck because Big King, he's not. Um, my nigga Big King fell asleep. He missed both fights. I did. I missed the first fight. Because I was talking to your ass, and somebody texted me and was like, "Bro, Nate just got his ass knocked out," <laughs> and I three, was like, "What?" He did not one time. That bitch got his ass back three times. See, I ain't even know till in the morning when we was watching together. I was like, "Bro, I thought it was just one knockout." Bro, he got knocked down in the first round, and he got knocked down back to back. See, I seen the back to back because I turned mm-hmm. to it as soon as it happened, and they were showing the replays. So I seen the back to back. I ain't see the knockdown from the side of the head. Yeah, and I was like, "Bro." This nigga Nate, dog. He was supposed to do that shit for the culture, dog. Nate, bruh. You let first of all, you let black people down. Fuck you, Nate. <laughs> Fuck Nate Robinson. Make t shirts, everything. You got them. Let us down. Let that bit ass, big ass white boy beat your ass, man. Bro, he on. whooped his ass too. But to, to Nate, though, Nate's five eight. That white dude is like six one, six two. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest, Nate. Because when I was looking at it, it looked like his little T Rex arms just couldn't reach, buddy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Every time he would charge him, swing, 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 and the dude would just crack him with a right hook every time. So it was just, I seen it was over that first right hook. I was like, ooh, bro. As soon as I see it happen, I said, this nigga Nate looked like Apollo getting his ass beat by that big ass Russian. <laughs> I was like, nigga, this nigga got to do better, dog. He really do, dog. Nate, I really thought. You know, you got a pro athlete pedigree. Mm-hmm. I thought, like, you were going to come out there. Okay, he's 5'8", so what? Got 6'2", so what? Who gives a shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking his pro athlete skills would manifest in his fight some way. Mm-mm. That shit never fucking happened. He got his ass rocked. Yeah, bro. That was bad. Then um, I was like, you know what? I feel so bad for bro. I'm about to just go watch his NBA highlights. And I went and watched them shits. Them shits wasn't no better. <laughs> this nigga was pump faking and Bruh. dribbling under Sean yeah, Marion's legs. Yeah. I was like, bro, this He's just small, hit, man. He's just a small dude. He got to get his shit together, dog. Yeah. He got to, bro. So the main event was the uh, Tyson. Tyson and Jones. And Roy Jones. And I don't I don't think you got a chance to watch the full thing, right? Mm-mm. Yeah. So basically, I can sum it up for you. It was eight rounds, two-minute rounds. Each round that you can tell somebody was starting to get a little momentum and a little mojo in, the round had like 10 seconds left. Yeah. That happened basically every round. First round, they came in there. Roy was moving, moving swift, moving like he was like 30 years old. Mm -hmm. Second round, he was moving a little bit. By the third round, that nigga was tired, bro. They hugged from the third round to the eighth round. And Tyson just hit him with body shots the whole time. I figured, I told Katie, I was, uh, when we was, this shit was about to come on, I was like, it's either going to be. A knockout from Tyson, or it's gonna be two old niggas hugging. That's, that's what happened. Yeah, two old niggas hugging. I knew because you just old, bro. Like, have you ever tried to throw throw on some gloves and go for fucking even three minutes as long? Nah, right Were they now, two minute rounds. You they, said it was two. Yeah, minutes? two minutes. It was that's it short was eight as fuck. two minute rounds. Um, they had some real uh some weird rules on the internet that wasn't right. One of them said there was no in ring officiator, and I was like, I know that's wrong. Yeah, that don't even sound right. Yeah, so they had one. Another one was like they was going to be wearing headgear. They definitely didn't have yeah, no headgear. They no headgear. Then the other one said that they was going to have, uh, I, I think I told you, 12-pound gloves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because normally in boxing. Ounce. Yeah, 12 ounces, I meant. But uh, normally they wear 10, 10 ounces. 
It's, it matters weight class, though, I think. Yeah, but but heavyweights, I think they fight with 10 ounces, bro. So they went up a little bit to 12 ounces. Mm. Yeah, but um, I ain't going to lie, dog. That fight looked like two of my drunk-ass uncles at the cookout fighting over the yeah. last piece of rib on the grill. Exactly. And if I'm the nephew, I'm standing on the side next to Stoop, Snoop saying, bro, why y'all don't just talk this shit out? Y'all <laughs> old as fuck. <laughs> They could have talked that shit out, bro. Man, they ain't somebody even gonna stop like this shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, bro, I think the exact words I said on Facebook about it, I said the Nate fight looked like. I'm gonna break it down vividly. The Nate fight looked like racism. My cousin. <laughs> nah, we had a barbecue right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, we had a barbecue. The Nate fight looked like my cousin. Mad as hell because his sister dating a white man. <laughs> <laughs> And this nigga yeah. bust out It was like I'm gonna beat this white boy ass <laughs> And my little ass cousin Haul ass up to the white man Like Man fuck you white boy Yeah exactly And then he still off on him Then the white boy just beat the shit out of his ass <laughs> And knock his ass out That's what that Nate fight was Then the Tyson fight Was my two drunk ass uncles Fighting over that one last piece of rib And me and Snoop trying to talk them off the ledge Like Bro it ain't never that serious bro you know Bruh. what I'm saying? It ain't never that serious. Y'all niggas ain't got to fight over some dumb shit, dog. And, dog, like, how how amazing is Snoop, dog, bro? Oh, yeah. Snoop, bro, last Snoop. night watching him perform, Snoop is probably the GOAT, dog. Bro, Snoop is just, like, a national treasure. Like, yeah. if, if I had an ambassador for America to go talk to other countries, it'd probably be Snoop, honestly. Snoop is the GOAT, dog. He's just too cool, bro. Um, I didn't get to see YG's performance, but... Everybody was on Twitter going ham saying YG need to get his shit up. For real? Yes, I thought you about bro. to say that shit was fire. Bruh, Damn, YG, I don't, I don't you my know nigga when too. when we came, because you know, I used to be a real big YG fan. Yeah. I don't know when we came to this to this period where YG is just this trash ass nigga. His last album was some Reggie. I just don't think he be trying no more. His songs don't have a lot of thought in them. I think I think he be reaching for like weird ass hits because he had a hit before. I feel mm. like most artists reach for that bullshit like... Of course, I didn't listen to Meg The Stallion's uh, latest effort, but I, I I heard the song that body yadi yadi shit, mm-hmm. and goddamn, it sounds like reaching for a hit. Which I'm not always mad at people reaching for a hit, but you can't chase being the greatest without having a a, a full body of work. Yeah, and you know, people online debating saying Meg is better than Kendrick and Cole. You can't, you can't even come close to Who the fuck said that shit? Bro, it was a debate online saying Meg is better than Kendrick and Cole. See, this bro. is when I start to realize I'm getting old. Yeah. Like, I showed you that interview I did with Lil Tony, and he was saying uh, Lil Baby is the best rapper ever, and he the only rapper that be talking about Because it's shit. crazy. I don't hear what they hear. Me neither. But they don't hear what I hear. When I listen to Kendrick, I be oh, and Kendrick spitting. Bro, that's just like last night we was listening to music, and we was listening to Juicy J. Yeah. I feel like an old head listening to Juicy J. I ain't gonna lie, cause yeah. I was like, "Damn, this shit, Ryan." And then, goddamn, we started listening to some other shit, and I was telling you, like, bro, I like grown man music that touch your soul. I don't like that bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I ain't gonna lie, little baby Rod. Sometimes I just don't know what the fuck he be talking about. Yeah, and I feel like he made music for a certain type nigga. He made music for a nigga that that basically lives and sleeps in the trap, wake up every day. Grind like a motherfucker, gamble, go to the club, buy some bottles. Mm-hmm. You know, just a street nigga. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I listen to street rap, but 
I don't prefer street rap every day. Because, like, nigga, between nah. those times, you love a girl. You love your mama. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rap music, about some of that shit. Music will put you in a mind state, nigga. And you, you, next thing you know, you doing some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Playing CeeLo and <laughs> trying to goddamn fuck a bitch in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> some wild shit, nigga. That's always how it happens, dog. But, yeah, I don't be understanding that, but... Um, to get off this fight shit, dog, they called the uh, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson fight a draw. Yeah, which I ain't really get to see it, but I feel like that was just they, there's no other way they could. There wasn't a clear winner, so if ain't a clear winner, they usually it was straight body shots. I ain't gonna say Mike looked tired. I say Mike wasn't there mentally. What you think? Like he just didn't want to hurt, buddy. Yeah, like he was doing weird shit. Like he punched him after the bell rung. And the ref like kind of grabbed him, and he gave Roy a hug. I was like, "Whoa, Mike changing, man." I like new Mike, dog. Bruh, and then like, see, everybody is saying that, and I'm like, "Does that make me a psycho because I don't like the new Mike?" <laughs> He's just like a rescue pit bull. I like yeah, it. Yeah, that's how he acts, bro. Then like in the um the um the post uh fight interview, he was talking about. Like Roy was like, ah, do this shit again. Like you know, he was like had his mm-hmm. chest out a little bit, and Mike was like, yeah, you took the, you took those punches though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like bigging them up. Like you took those punches like a man. You kept fighting. That's all that matters. We did this for our family. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this nigga's a different nigga. He ain't talking no like. shit in all the uh, pre interviews, pre fight interviews. Mm-hmm. He's just a different nigga now, dog. And I, I'm not really mad at it, but it's just like it's just kind of weird seeing him like this. The evolution of Mike Tyson. Yeah. From beast. Now he a beauty, I guess. Shit. He's Hell just no. nice. Ain't nothing beautiful about that nigga. Bruh, he does have a beautiful spirit. It wasn't nothing beautiful about neither one of them niggas last night. Them niggas look old as hell. Yeah, they look very, very old. <laughs> and that's watched. why Rogan was tripping me out talking about some. They look good. I'm like, of course you think that Rogan Rogan said that shit? Yeah. You know, he's 50 also, though. Yeah. Yeah, them old niggas, man. We gonna be the old niggas soon. Mm-hmm. We already the old niggas, bro. 30 is old now. I didn't know this. Nah, 30 is supposed to be like, you still supposed to be young and juvenile. You supposed, dog, at 30, you really supposed to be like at the height of your life, bro. That's what I was thinking. Like, come 35, 36, you supposed to be like Living. that nigga, bro. Yeah. Like, these supposed to be like the peaks. But I don't know. Sometimes it don't feel that way. And like I was telling your son yesterday, like, paying bills suck also. Yeah. That's the worst part about being grown, dog. Yeah, obligations. So many obligations, and you don't got enough time for all the shit you need to be doing. And you also doing shit for others mm-hmm. that you know you're not getting back nothing in return. Hell no. Like it's funny. Before I came here, I said something on Twitter, Bruh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I want to know what you think about it. I've been battling my head about is it worth it being a good person. I thought about that too before. And I'm like, normally I think about it a little bit and get over it, but I thought about it the whole ride up here to Jacksonville, bro. Because before I came here, um, a package came to the house, and, you know, I get packages, like, every day. Mm-hmm. So my brother just brought it in the house like he normally does. I came home and seen it, and it was a Adidas box. Mm-hmm. And I know the Yeezys just came out, so I know there's Yeezys in there. Yeah. And um, I didn't even open it. I looked at it. I seen it was the wrong address on it. And I just walked it over to my neighbor and put it in front of my neighbor's house. And I just got to thinking, like, 
I'm always doing the things that I think is right. Nothing ever comes from that shit. When somebody does something bad to me, I'll be like, karma going to get their ass. She never does. <laughs> I feel like it happens for me sometimes. You got to take note of it. It's, it's small victories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's small victories, but it comes back around. I feel like it comes back around because my, my life being a nice nigga, nice nigga gang, is progressively, my life is slowly getting better and better year by year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not like I win big. Like, a nigga ain't going to win the lottery or no shit. But I'm slowly winning little battles here and there. And, goddamn, I'm becoming a man I want to be. Good things are happening to me. You know what I'm saying? Good things happen in my family. It's just, it's not the way you want to re- It's not the things that you think are wins, but they are. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. And you know what I... I also thought about that when I was riding, thinking about it, because like whenever I had that conversation with my mom, she'd be like, nah, you are lucky. You just don't never um, take credit for the good things in your life. Yeah. And I'm like, but am I though? Yeah. It's just always weird, bro. But I also was going through Millen, Georgia, and I was thinking like, I've got more tickets in my life in Millen, Georgia than I have anywhere in the world. And I've never lived there before. Yeah. <laughs> That's a speed trap town right there, Millen. Yeah, so it's like, why the hell I got It's literally one there? street, bro. Like, why can't nothing good ever happen when I go through Millen? <laughs> that would be a nice win. Yeah. Fucking. Like, not getting a ticket. But, uh, nah, it got me thinking that because when I went through Millen, normally I'm the one getting pulled over. And, like, you know how when you're in, like, a pack of cars, there's, like, four of them and the police only pull one? Mm-hmm. They pulled over the car, like, in front of me. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm the car getting pulled over. I was like, maybe my luck is changing. Nigga, I'll take anything. Fuck it. <laughs> Ain't it? For real, I'll take anything. But nah, seriously, though, like, bro, I always think about my friends that's like scumbags and like they be winning, bro. It's um, it's only a goddamn. It only lasts so long. You think so? You only get, you only get away with that shit for so long, bro. I feel like there are always repercussions, bro. Always. But, yeah, the best thing to do in this world, I guess, is just to be a better person. Be a good person. You know what I'm saying? Even if it works out or not. You got to send that positive energy out. That's all. I know that sounds kind of like cliche and like like I, I fuck with crystals and shit, and I don't. But <laughs> That earthy shit? Yeah, all the earth gang shit. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like, really, you just treat people how you want to be treated, and it comes back to you. I feel like, cause I'm, I'm like that in life, you know, where, where I work, you know, my friends, I just try to be the nicest person I can be possible. That's always my first move. Just try to be as nice as possible. bro. So right now where you are right now, do you think it's worth it? Personally? I honestly think it's worth it to more to just mind my own business. And f- I feel like it's better to be selfish. And not selfish in the way like being a self-centered dickhead around everybody else. Just I think it's better to not have as many friends. I think it's better to keep your circle so small that it's like you and just maybe a couple people. And yeah, you remember when we was young, we used to be like, girls so stupid. They always got friends that, that's just there for the moment. Yeah. And now we're becoming that. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, people complicate things. Like it's too too many people and too many friends. It it adds too many distractions to me you know what i'm saying and i people see the you know 
people see distractions as like good times and memories and shit like that. I see distractions. I feel like I don't know why I'm always looking at the time clock of my life. Like I have to accomplish certain things by certain ages and be a certain place by a certain age. You know what I'm saying? So, bro, let me ask you this. Do you think you can still be friends with someone that you grew up with for a long time that isn't hitting the same trajectories that you are? Like, y'all aren't going the same places in life and y'all don't want the same things nor have the same goals? We can be acquaintances. I'll, I'm going to come in town and I'm going to kick it with you because you're my brother. Don't don't get me twisted. Yeah. you always my brother. But goddamn, my life is going somewhere else. Now, when it comes to that real shit, the discussions me and you might have, I won't have it with somebody who's like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they just ain't ready for that shit. You know what I'm saying? And they not there. But the thing is, I will come back around to, you know, I'll come back and check on you. I'm not going to say you ain't my brother. You always going to be my brother. You know what I'm saying? But I just can't have you on this journey with me. You missed the train, bro. The train was waiting for you and you missed it. Bro, I always be thinking about that because I told you, like, recently Blue told me that, um, if you grow up with somebody and you become successful that you basically should look out for them. There's no reason why you should be struggling and you have people that's, that's successful. And that got me to thinking like, do niggas really think like that? Cause like I told you, like it's weird that people really be walking around with their hand out. Like, yeah, it's like, look out for me. People have like a syndrome of thinking that everybody owes them something. It's weird. Yeah, It's like, um, and just because you might have a close relationship or friendship, they attribute your success with theirs. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be real with yourself, like I said, it's self-preservation. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's laws of self-preservation. You got to take care of yourself first. You know what I'm saying? Then maybe you'll be able to take care of others. But hopefully, a nigga see you getting it, and it'll change their mind state. And they can just get it on their own because I, I believe that greatness rubs off on people. I feel like if I hung out with Jay-Z for a year every day, the next year after that, I'd be a millionaire. I guarantee you. That's crazy you think that because I totally disagree, bro. You don't think so? Nah. Not saying I don't agree with the analogy that you use. I don't agree with greatness rubbing off on people because honestly, I believe it does. I think if a nigga a trash ass nigga, he's just a trash ass nigga dog. Oh well, yeah. Some people it. you can't change some people's nature. Yeah, but I'm talking about like a nigga like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Or a nigga yeah, like you sure. that's a sponge. For like sure. if you get around businessmen and moguls and entrepreneurs, it rubs off on us, and it's like we want to absorb that information, that knowledge. Bro, I had a friend. Uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but. He, he was around with me in a time of my life where I was really, like, putting work in, trying to get some stuff established so I can live the life that I wanted to live. And he sat on my couch and played Grand Theft Auto every day. Yeah. Didn't do nothing. Just sat on the couch, played Grand Theft Auto. He walked to McDonald's to fill out a job application. Worked there for, like, a week. Quit that job and came right back to the couch to play Grand Theft Auto. Well, it's just... That might come back to it's just certain people it just ain't never gonna be shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's it's up to you to like really decide and decipher which friends you wanna keep in your life. You know what I'm saying? But the hardest thing in life is like figuring that out and knowing that you have to cut your friends off. Like your mama will tell you all day, but she'll be like, Nah, I ain't I feel I ain't like get to that you point. know what's crazy though? I feel like it's even worse being that friend. The one the friend that the person cuts you off? The friend that's getting cut off. 
Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know because I don't ever view view that in my life, so it's hard for me to really see that because, because at at the end of the day, though, like, think you don't think they see you, your trajectory going up, and you don't think that they see that they're doing nothing. We all live in the same reality, honestly, bro. No, I don't think people you don't think live they in see the same that? reality. No, I think I think people see some people. And be like, oh, he's an asshole. I'm not fucking with him no more. And people be like, what so happened really? with you such and such? And they be like, man, he lame. He an asshole. So you really th- Well, they say that just, that's a pride thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, you really don't think that they see they ain't on shit? Nope. Bro, that had, like, if, here's the thing, though. I'm assuming, you know, I'm talking because I'm assuming other people think like we think. Yeah. But that's not the case. You know, not everybody thinks like us. But. I know if I was like sitting around eating bonbons, not doing shit and drinking all day or whatever the fuck it is I'm doing, I would know in the back of my mind, I'm a piece of shit. You know nah, what I'm saying? See, I'm going to tell you why they don't think like that, dog. They don't think like that because most people lack self-accountability. Mm-hmm. So they come up with these wild ass excuses in their head of like, uh, this person is doing this. Oh, I'll give you a perfect example. When we were in college. Mm-hmm. Everybody's reason for me being in college, having good grades was, oh, his mama's um, putting him through college. Mm-hmm. Like, how the hell my mama about to go in his classroom take these tests for me? Yeah. Like, this is wild. That's the perfect example because it's like everybody comes up with an excuse why they're not doing good and you're doing good. And that's yeah. what helps them they go do through that, the day. Like, to kind of dull your shine. Like, yeah. well, you were supposed to be doing this anyways. Mostly. Yeah. Like, They'll discredit you for whatever you do, bro. Yeah. And you'll only have like a handful of friends that just fully support you. Yeah. But you know what I notice also people uh, who deny their own issues, a lot of them had that mama that would go to the school and fight the teacher for them. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So they never really came to terms with their problems because no matter what they were doing, it's like they always had support. It's like. Little, you know, little such and such is not doing his work in his class. He's standing up. He's talking all class. The mom goes up there and fights and says, so you're mad because he's talking to everybody? He just loves people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit like that. So they always had an excuse in life for everything, you know, that they failed on. It's like, oh, it's not my fault. The motherfucker was racist. That's why I lost that job. You know what I'm saying? Stuff, yeah. Just all kind of shit. And they, bro, like I said, they do come up with them wild ass excuses. Yeah. Like, that's the number one excuse that niggas always got is, oh, uh, my boss was racist. Like, no, bro, I seen you go to work 30 minutes late every day. Yeah. It's like, I nigga, seen that shit. he has a black wife. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's racist. <laughs> Headass. Sometimes. Sister Teresa. <laughs> I, whenever, <laughs> Sister Tammy Gilmore. <laughs> You ain't did shit for uh, uh, for little black boys. You will not be getting these these eight quarters. <laughs> I'll be damned if I give you eight quarters back. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my nigga Umar, bro. Nah, Umar, wow, bro. In my Black Power days, bro. Oh my god, my YouTube Black Power days, my nigga. That was my glory days, bro. I was so proud to be black, bro. I'm gonna be honest with you. What I hated all y'all niggas when y'all was on y'all black power <laughs> on that tip. black power shit. I hated y'all niggas, boy. Because like I told you, bro, I got introduced to all that, to all that like Afrocentric shit when I was like seven years old. Had just met my dad. I told you he was a Muslim. 
He uh was real strong on Malcolm X, and I told mm -hmm. him that Malcolm X. That's I, my nigga. Though. I, I ain't gonna lie, I said some ignorant shit, but I was a little kid. I was, Malcolm X was a thug, and he only cared about himself. I said that shit. He got <laughs> mad as fuck, and we just got into this Malcolm X and Martin Luther uh, debate, and he kind of put me on game, made me read books, made me watch uh, movies and stuff, and um, you know, that was kind of my introduction. Then after that, you know, I got up on it or whatever. Then when I turned like. 11 12 i kind of got off of it got back on it when i was like 14 15 but i never was really like strung out on it but y'all niggas was strung out on it oh, to yeah. the point where like y'all was going to other niggas like you fucking coons you don't know your fucking history exactly and i hate when niggas do that shit bro yeah that shit is annoying as hell bro the the crazy thing is dog it was just exciting you know what i'm saying yeah the shit was just exciting as fuck. Like I, you really felt like black power shit is exciting. It makes you feel proud. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and it's kind of like I hate to sound like this, but it's like in a country where you're always devalued, kind of. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You've all you're always seen as the bottom of the barrel as a black person, bro. You know that show? Um, it's not called Blackish. It, it, it was like a spinoff comedy of Blackish. Wokish or some shit. What is yeah. it called? What is it? No, what is it called? It's called. Oh, it's called Black uh, Black AF. Oh, Black. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. And uh, I don't know if people ever paid attention to that shit, but each episode is called is like a spinoff of basically because of slavery. Like a yeah. question somebody will ask, and they'll be like, "Because of slavery," and. I ain't gonna lie to all that's some real shit. <laughs> Cause if you really like break down the reasons for why black people have issues, at the end of the day it all breaks down because of slavery. It right? all it, yeah. Most of the African American experience derives from slavery. Yeah. So and like I hate people that do it's conspiracy a direct, theories. It's a direct result. Yeah. Like, honestly. I hate I, I hate conspiracy theorists. You know that. Yeah. And like when you when you figure it out and sit down, why black people are so into conspiracy theories? It's because we never could trust the government. Uh -huh. Why can't we trust the government? We ain't trust this Slavery. shit. <laughs> it's so easy to get niggas with conspiracies though. Oh like, yeah. Everything's a conspiracy, dog. With black folks. Yeah. You would have never believed some white man was going. There's white men on boats, just snatching niggas up and taking them to this foreign land. Yeah, you been like, hey. I told you, I told you, most hotel people don't believe that. Like, um, it's not that they don't believe in the slave trade; they don't believe that's how most slaves got here. Yeah, they believe that most of them are were yeah, already was here. already here. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that I don't know. That is so much you can never disprove or prove most of these conspiracy theories. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like that's why I don't at this age I don't get into them no more. It's fun to learn. Ooh, that's and cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you. You know, know what I'm saying? Because those conspiracy theories get wild. I think we did an episode about conspiracy theories before. I don't know if we. Ever I don't did. know because this this one right here is like number ninety nine for me, so I don't remember shit no more. Yeah. <laughs> this is your ninety ninth episode. Yup. Damn, dog. I wish I'd have been a hundred. That'd been cool. Mm. Who was your first guest? My first guest ever. Yeah. <sighs> My first guest ever. Was this wild ass nigga that thinks he's super hotel and he still rants and raves about his glory days as a football player? His name is John Tavius Blue.
Hey, the great, <laughs> the great John Blue. <laughs> woke, the woke genius John Blue. Everybody thinks his his first name is Jonathan. It's not Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. It's John Tavius. That shit got real wild at the end. It started off John, and then she just put the Tavius on the end of that shit. <laughs> yeah. And J-O-N. Tavius. Sprinkled all the nigga sauce on that shit. Yeah, bro. That was that was my first episode. First episode was with John Blue. It was wild as hell. Um, that nigga went on rants about college football not wanting to play black players because I think that's when old boy was that was, the kneeling. Uh, uh-uh, uh, it was when old boy on Georgia was second to the white boy. You know, I don't know much about college sports. I forgot his name. I don't fuck with college no more. Yeah, but that was that episode. Then my second episode was with my dog Red Lee. Red Lee was going hard with the music, so I wanted to get him on there and kind of, you know, figure out my interviewing style. And I'm going to be honest, dog. I ain't really heard none of them earlier episodes, but I'm pretty sure my interviewing style, I knew how I wanted my interviewing style to be, but that shit probably was ass. Uh, I can't remember, but. I think it was, I feel like you're a great, the recent shit I'll watch, you're a great conversationalist now. You know what I'm saying? It's, I done changed too. Like the good thing about this podcast is people people get to see my growth a little bit. Yeah, that's the coolest part. Because since I started, I've changed a lot and I've been through a lot. So that's why episode one hundred is crazy. I'm coming up on that. Not to mention, I done recorded way more than a hundred episodes. But for me, it just kind of symbolizes how long and consistent I've been at it. Oh yeah. But I got a plan for episode one hundred. And I meant to say this at the beginning of this episode. I'm putting this episode right here out on Tuesday, so it's already Tuesday if you're listening to it, but I'm not putting out no more episodes for December. I'm going to take a break all December because it's just time, bro. I've been going way too hard all this time. Bro, yeah. I think in these two years I've been podcasting, I think I missed two weeks. Yeah. Maybe three weeks. It's time Are it's you time proud for of yourself, break. though? Where I'm at right now, I think I, I, think I told you this before, bro, and uh, – this is something we can get into also. Like me being high I am, being I, I I ain't gonna call myself a a serial entrepreneur, but like me being an entrepreneur and being real goal oriented, I'm just never fucking happy, bro. Yeah. Like never. Like every time I accomplish some shit, I just want some more. Like I've been telling you since I started this shit, I want a thousand subscribers, right? Yeah. Now I'm at four hundred. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure you remember when I was at twenty. Yeah. I don't see 400 as an accomplishment like that. Like, I seen a YouTuber that I met on Twitter online talking about he just hit 100 subscribers. He did a whole episode about it, thanking people and was super excited, super pumped. Bro, I never felt like that, bro. Yeah. When when I get to 1,000, I'm probably going to start thinking about 100,000. I think that's what it is. It's just that syndrome of, like, wanting, always wanting more. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if you'll ever feel full. I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I don't think so, dog. Because if you would have told me when I was a kid that I'll be 30 years old with a condo and a sports car, I would have been like, I hope so. Yeah. Like, I would have been real, like, excited about it. And now it's just like, nigga, I want a fucking Ferrari Spider. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At 30, I just wanted to be content with who I am. Yeah. I knew I wouldn't be like something... Huge simply because that's rare in life. You know, all the people you see stunting and shit and on Instagram, these athletes and rappers, whatever the fuck you want to, anything. 
that's a rarity in society. So Bro, it's like, do you ever think about like, um, I ain't mean to cut you off because I know no, you're about to say something good, but no. do you ever think about where you are right now at thirty? Are you about to be thirty next month? Mm-hmm. But where you at right now at this age? And where you thought you'll be at thirty when you was like a teenager? Do you ever see think when about I was that? a teenager? I thought thirty was old though. Me too. I thought it was so old, and I was like, "Man, I'll probably be working. I'll probably be have some huge corporate job by then. You know, something. Yeah, that's how you think. Too. Be making a hundred thousand dollars, and it's like, nah. Some people have accomplished that, but like in the reality of things, life is a lot more complicated." You know what I'm saying? It's totally different from like yeah. what you was imagining it was gonna be. Yeah, we thought it would be just simple, job or college, job, money, family. See, you know, I was always told that that life was like how it was in the '80s and in the '70s and '60s and shit. Like, you go to college, you get out of college, it's such high demand for your field mm-hmm. that you get a job making fifty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. You work there for fifteen years, you're making two hundred thousand dollars a year. You finally retire, you're making three hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Your um, retirement is. A little under two hundred thousand a year. Your four hundred one k has a half a million dollars in it. You're still putting yeah. in on that, and then you start your house hot dog paid stand. off. Your house paid off. You start your hot dog stand. Yeah. Um. You American fish. dream, baby. <laughs> you go fishing every weekend. Yeah. You go fishing. You got a boat. You yeah. got a five bedroom house. You're paying for your ungrateful, stupid ass kids to go to college. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? American dream. That's how you thinking. But then when life start going on, you start realizing like. Nigga, I really just want to be happy, my nigga. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot and of that, and that doesn't take three hundred thousand dollars. It a don't. No, nah, it definitely doesn't. You know, a lot of our generation, we just so different, bro. We it's weird that we don't want the same things that our parents wanted. Yeah, and I find that weird because we kind of do, but then at the same time, like, nah, I'm good on that. You know what I'm saying? I, I see think, a lot. I think of our people, parents wanted stability. That was their number one thing. Yeah, and a lot of us. Or more seeking happiness. We're more seeking. I hear more people talking about wanting to be happy than ever before. Just yeah. people, and um, you know, it's just hard because it's like this life isn't designed for you to be happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like that's only going to come in spurts. Um, but I feel like I feel like there's something there's something of value in the tradition of what our parents were doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because at the same time, at the same time, I don't see myself as being so traditional. I see myself as I get older becoming more and more traditional. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. I don't know. I just feel like you got to take the good things out of what they were doing and take the good things of what you want to make happen and just put that forward into the you know, the ether out there for everybody. I just feel like, um, this is very, I don't mean to be a dick, but we're very self-centered, driven, like very driven. This is the most driven I've seen any generation of people. You, the youngest generation of entrepreneurs, but bro, there's pros and cons to like all that shit though. It is. It's just how you want to, it's how you want to live your life. It's like what you want from life. That's all. People want different shit. And that's just what it boils down to. So it's not one standard for life no more. I meant to ask you too. Um, so how long has it been since you've been off social media completely? 
A year? A year. Yeah. So how you feel after a year? Like, do you feel like it makes you different than like the rest of us that's on social media? Yeah, I'm better than everybody. <laughs> I'm better than all of y'all. <laughs> I was just playing. Nah, the shit, bruh. Honestly, I don't know, bruh. It's like now I just got different anxiety about different shit. I don't know. Social social media I I I'm trying to get to this point in life where I want my life to be less complicated. Mm-hmm. I just want smooth sailing to whatever I'm trying to do. So I just cut out the things. I just trim the fat of my life. I just don't want things that are going to distract me from what my goal is. You know what I'm saying? My goal, I just told my girl the other day, I was like, dog, my goal by 45, I want $2.5 million in my bank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you told me that last I, night too. I don't know why I said that, but that's my goal now. Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And when I set goals, I try to accomplish them. You know what I'm saying? My mm-hmm. best. And most of them I've accomplished. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, um, yeah, social media is one of them things. Have you watched? You watched The Social Dilemma, right? Yeah. What did you it, think? I thought it was, um, for me personally, it was information that I already knew. Uh-huh. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. So that's why when I hear other people talk about it like they're woke now, Mm-hmm. I'll be like, explain to me why you think those things are such a bad thing. Like, as far as data fishing, right? Yeah. I think data fishing is really good because there's been times where, like, I was looking for, like, I remember one time I was looking for a hoodie dress. And I could not find no hoodie dress online for shit to save my life. I was looking a for that shit for, like. A hoodie dress? Somebody wanted a hoodie dress. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> what kind of. That's some wild white trash. Shit. <laughs> nah, that's some hood booger shit. That's some motherfucking. <laughs> Goddamn ghetto nightmare right there. That's what that hey, is. Uh, shout out to my homeboy that asked me for that. If you hearing this, dog, my bad, bro. I know we find your ass up, but it's all right. You'll be all right. Yeah, I need a hoodie dress, nigga. <laughs> he wanted it for his girl, too. But shout out to him for supporting me. But um, <laughs> two hours, I'm looking That's for that shit. Ass. And goddamn, couldn't find it. Get on Instagram, scroll maybe like three posts, maybe four posts. Then here it goes. Hoodie dress, fifteen ninety nine. Do you know how fast I click that shit and press order now? That see, that's the thing. And from a consumer standpoint, it might not be that bad. Yeah, so, you know what I'm saying. But it is creepy when you in your cookies they just have all your information and they know everything about. I just hate it. Me, I'm weird because you know I'm a, me, bro. I'm a tinfoil hat nigga. Tinfoil yeah, do rag gang. That's what yeah. we do. You know what I'm saying? theories to the death of you. Tinfoil do-rag gang. We all in this bitch repping. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I'm not into niggas just being in my shit without telling me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know. Some people, some people don't have a problem with it. See, the reason why I don't have a problem with it is because I'm always curious, like, what the fuck y'all niggas got to hide? See, that's the thing, too, because, like, it's also about amendment rights. Like, um, uh, yeah. like it completely violates the Fourth Amendment, you know, search and seizure laws and all that stuff. So it's like, I people shouldn't have that access to your information. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They shouldn't have that much access to your information. I mean, maybe, I don't know. It's hard because I was like, maybe the police. But then I thought about it and the police be on some fuck shit too. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just one of them things. I just never found it. It's not for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't like people knowing that much about me. So, what did you think about the social dilemma? I thought it's been what I've been thinking for a long time. 
And, you know, because this is not just the first time I deleted my social media. I deleted yeah, I it several years in a row. Since, like, 2017, I've been deleting my shit. Because I just kept being like, nigga, this is ch- changing you. It's getting you riled up in, in ways. Why is this? Why are you letting this tap into your emotions? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I'm on Facebook arguing. Nah, fuck that. Motherfucking Kendrick Lamar, the best of all time. Hey, yeah. you do be going in on social media when you be on. I there. do. And that's why I have. I got it. I'm not a person who deserves social media. There are people out here who deserve it because they treat it like adults. I'm but not. But you know what I like about you saying stuff like that? And I probably suffer from this also. But, like, you know what your problems are and you attack them head on and deal with them. Yeah. Most people don't. They just be like, I don't have a problem. Yeah. Probably something in my life that's probably like that, but I don't really know because I don't really have addictive, excuse me, uh, addictive personality. Probably cigars. Because I don't know if I'm addicted to them or if I'm just doing it. I don't know yet. Yeah. But I'm I'm trying to figure it out. You'll probably never know until you just like, hey, I want to stop. But and if you don't have any reason to stop, it's, you're yeah, probably not going to know. It gets kind of weird because it's like, I know I can stop because it's stints where I don't do it for like two weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks. Then I do it for every day for like a week. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it gets to this point of, am I addicted to this? But you knowing <laughs> your addictive traits and dealing with them, if most people could figure that out, They'll be okay because I'm gonna be completely honest with you. There's nothing I hate more in life, and I, I'm I'm not even speaking like figuratively. Like there's nothing I hate more in life than having a conversation with one of my homeboys I ain't talked to in a minute, and he's playing on his phone the whole time. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I can't stand that. It's shit, really dog. bad. Like there's no point of us being here, bro. It's almost like. I don't know, dog, because this is one. This is probably one of those things I'm wind up getting rid of too. Like the phone completely. Just either get a flip phone or just not a smartphone. Even though they're so convenient, I was about to say it's so much information yeah. out there on the web, dog. It's hard to get rid but of. But I would rather, I would rather just like come home and get on my computer or my laptop or whatever. Yeah, for, I, I mean, because I just feel like I don't know. It's something to do when there's nothing to do. Facts. So you're always got your hands in, like including myself. I'm always on, you know, scrolling different apps or whatever. The oh, you know what uh, bothers me about it is now it's become a nervous twitch for me. Yeah. Like I'll be out in public and you know how you be like just a little antsy. Yeah. Pull your phone out. Yeah. You just get on your phone and yeah. you zone out. You're not, now you're a Noah. You don't even have to worry about anything going on around yeah. you. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, that's one of them things. I'll probably just get a flip phone. I'm gonna be weird, dude. Like I can feel myself when I get old. I'm gonna be a little. I'm gonna be a little weird. Yeah, I can tell because that conversation we had last night bothered me when you was talking about. Yeah, I'm probably gonna get on my super health nut shit. And you I know really how am. I feel about vegans, dog. Dog, I don't fuck with vegans. As I get older, I'm having these problems. I'm not invincible anymore. It's starting to show itself. But see, it's one thing to like better yourself mentally and physically. It's yeah. another thing. To just change who you are completely, because I told you that's my whole thing about veganism is is like just not eating meat changes who you are mentally. Like a lot of my favorite fighters that I grew up loving turn vegan and they become pussies. Yeah, v, uh, it has a way of kind of neutering men. Yeah, or people in general, not even men. But it's like 
I don't know. I feel more peaceful when I, cause I've done vegan for like a month or two weeks or whatever the hell I've done it before, but uh, I never went permanently vegan. I probably never will. Cause I'm, you know, I like hunting and fishing and shit. So it's See, like, I think, I think I think too deep into it because whenever I think of not eating meat, I think of it affecting like my mental, like it will. my mental health completely, like in a negative way. You'll think you'll you stop thinking in the mind of a predator and think in the mind of a prey. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's like nobody wants to be the prey. You know what I'm saying? But. So basically what I'm saying is like I think it's going to change my mindset as far as like me waking up every day knowing that I have to eat. So it's like it's a certain number, especially as an entrepreneur, you know you need to hit <laughs> so you can eat for the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So me changing how I eat, I feel like I would approach life differently. Like, you know what? I really don't have to eat that much today. I can make $5 a day and, and, and just get some kales and some mango and um, make a kale mango salad and eat some tomato soup and some bread or something today. Yeah. So now it's changing. It's changing me mentally. So now my drive is changing because now it's like, you know, I really don't need to make $20 today. I can make five and be fine. I mean, it all kind of depends on what kind of environment you're in. Yeah. If you, I feel like hyper competitive environments, you probably want to be, you know, in a that mind state of competition. You know, eat or be eaten. You know what I'm saying? But that's also something I uh battle. I've been battling with lately. I feel like if you if you paint pictures or some shit, or you're an artsy person, why? I mean. Why not be a vegan? Shit, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, hey, but yeah. you know, I don't like that. I don't like how like whenever you do something that's that's in the creative space, you're automatically like putting a box of uh, stereotype. Like, okay, it's kind of like this, and I would use this as an example. I was in Atlanta one time, and um, I was with some of my friends that rap, and they was working with with like different creatives, mm-hmm. and I just start looking around, and I was like. I drive a sports car. These niggas drive like the little hamster mobile shit. Mm-hmm. And somebody else was driving like a little Corolla. You know, they all just drove those small economy friendly cars. Yeah. And I got a little sports car. And I was like, I don't I don't think I fit the look of a creative. Then as I start going on, I was like, nigga, it really ain't no look. Nigga, you can look however the hell you want to. Now I think I fit it super well. Like, nigga, no haircut. Hat backwards, cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's that uh, that free caring, free spirit shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can feel it, that vibe off of a lot of uh, people who are artsy, creative, whatever. But um, I never knew I was like that growing up though. Like I knew, but I didn't. know. You probably just never tapped into it. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, okay, my mama talk about it all the time because when I was in elementary school. I used to draw my brother's pictures. Like, my brother would be like, I want Scooby-Doo. And yeah. I'd come home and sketch him a Scooby-Doo out. He'll color it, put it on his wall or whatever. Like, I used to be that type. Then I start playing ball and all that shit went out the window. Yeah. But um, now she's like, I always knew you was going to do something, like, creatively. Because, like, that shit just always been in you. Like, you just been ignoring it. Because to piggyback off the conversation we had about where you'll be at 30 years old, nigga, I thought I was a corporate nigga. Yeah. I thought, 
you know, I was going to go to college. <clears throat> I was going to get this business degree. I was going to get this fire-ass management job. You know, I was going to come home every day to my penthouse and fuck different different white girls in my penthouse every other day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I thought I was going to be that nigga at 30. Now, <laughs> it's not what I want out of life. Nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't want I don't want to wear a shirt and tie. Uh I don't. I don't want to hit a different bitch every other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just not with that shit. It's um. I don't know, dog. It's a good age where you could take a look back. I like 30 because I can take a look back at life and look at all the silly things I did and all the silly things I thought and believed in, and kind of see now where I've grown and how I measure up to the man I thought I would be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you could look back, do you think this is the nigga you would want to been? Or yeah, but I don't think you could have pitched it to me. You could back then. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. have been able to pitch this to me, no. especially how rough the journey is. Like, um, I ain't trying to keep going back to entrepreneurship, but um, if you would have told me I was gonna be an entrepreneur, I would have been a hundred percent game. But if you would have pitched me that I would be making my own money and creating my own my own legacy, my own everything, I'd have been like, oh, hell no, nah, nigga. I'm smarter than that. I'm yeah. at least go to the bank and get a $100,000 business loan and have a couple business partners and create this big corporation. Yeah. I'm not going to be no – I'm not going to go get no fucking camera and yeah. put a post online talking about starving artists, pay me $300 for a photo yeah. shoot. I would have never guessed that Which, shit. Which, honestly, that's the truest, purest form of entrepreneurship. I know, bro. You know what I'm saying? But it's so scary, my nigga. It is. Because there ain't no safety net to that shit. Because um, I recently did an interview with, like, two different people. And they was basically talking about they educated men with degrees. And yeah. they got careers. And they were like, at the end of the day, I need to make sure I'm making X amount of money a day. And I felt that. I was like, that's real. But at the same time, Ooh. I'm not like that, bro. I take them risks. Yeah. Like, I don't know how much money I'm going to make next month. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know. Yeah. And it started out scary, but now it's kind of like it's all right. Because I know, like, push come to shove, I just got to work harder to get to that point. I mean, excuse me, to get to that that money marker, that goal. Yeah. And that's what keeps me going, honestly, though, because I don't, I don't like the same shit every day. I like shit to be kind of spontaneous Exciting, a little bit. Exciting, man. It's uh Yeah, uh, I'll tell you one thing about how I live. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Since we always talking about creative niggas versus facto niggas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For the people listening, facto is a joke that I always say to him. <laughs> uh he's worked warehouse jobs and I always call them factory jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I say facts all this the nigga, time, so I'd be like, facto. This nigga act like we just in the factory, like Oompa Loompas or some shit, just working and shit. Uh, like, uh, with the conveyor belt. That's what I see. <laughs> with the conveyor belt. That's what he thinks. shit. Oompa Loompa. But yeah, the one thing about, nigga, the life of a facto nigga, bro, it's like, it's so redundant. It's so, you're doing the same shit Every day I walk in there might be my last day because I'm always thinking about how much I'm tired of doing the same shit every day. Mm-hmm. And um, and here that's how they get you because warehouse jobs pay so well. Like a lot of warehouse jobs pay really great. You know what I'm saying? And not like amazing, but like, you know what I'm saying? 
way more than minimum wage. Yeah, to keep you well off. Exactly. So it's like they give you enough money to keep you trapped in that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But me being who I am, I, you know, I've never been one to like just work at one place for 20 years, retire and get my gold watch. I'm never, I've never been that guy. So, you know. Boat, you forgot the boat. Not yeah, the and the boat. The boat. And the boat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, it gets to a certain point where it's like, I'm ready to take all my talents to South Beach. I'm I'm done with like, you know, I'm done with that shit. So it's like now I'm ready for something else. And but even I, though it gives you that security, you know, that you don't have when you're a creative or you're out there freelancing or whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. it, it, you know what I'm saying, it's still not fulfilling. I don't know. It's like it's weird because on one side, you're like, it's, you're not fulfilled at once on one aspect of it, and on the other side, you're not fulfilled on one aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's that's a complicated thing about it. That's why um, I asked you that question yesterday about like what keeps you there. Yeah. Because I told you a nigga like me, I'm gonna be completely honest. Though I don't give a damn who listens to this or who even want to judge me for this shit. But I ain't kept no job in a long time. Like, the last job I kept, it wasn't 10 years ago. It probably was, like, seven years ago. And I worked for somebody that was showing me how to start my own business. Mm-hmm. And I think I worked there for, like, a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Year and a half. I worked there for a year learning the business, got my own business, and stayed there for, like, half a year because I didn't get paid for, like, six months after I started my business. But the jobs I got after that... Bro, I got two jobs after that, and I did not keep them bitches, bro. Hey. I literally, one of the jobs I walked in, I drove to the parking lot and was like, oh, not today, my nigga. And just <laughs> drove back home. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I see a lot of that, too, but it's just, like I told you, the reason why I haven't is just simply because of obligations, family. Yeah. Like, I, because I can't, I can't look my son in the face and, and tell him why we ain't got groceries, and it's because daddy decided he ain't want to fucking work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's like I got to get to a point. That's why I got to make that money, bro. That's why I got to get the bread because I want to be at a point where I'm so comfortable. I ain't got to do shit. I can go yeah. out and and just do any kind of thing I want to do. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I used to think that also. And um, while I'm thinking about it, remind me to get back to you setting that high ass money goal for uh, the age of 45. Oh yeah, but I got 15 years. <laughs> but I, bro, I could do it. I was thinking about that as far as um nah I gotta talk about the money goal first. <laughs> Bruh, you you put that high ass goal I did. and I just don't think chasing money is it's the not the right goal. It's not, but it's a status symbol in our society for success. And you know how I feel about status symbols and yeah. other people's opinions and yeah. that shit don't mean nothing, dog. But it's funny we having this conversation now and you being on the, the end I'm normally on. Yeah. And now I'm on this other end. Yeah. Like, this shit weird right now. Yeah. But that's really how I feel, dog. Like, recently in the last couple See, of years. It's like weird because, like, back in college, I was like, 
no, free spirit, live free, slam, yeah, live the free. Shit. And you was like, nah, nigga, I got it. This paper, nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> nigga was turned up and shit. Like, that's now, the only thing that motivated me. Every exactly, day. bro. I was like, nigga, I'm going, I'm going to class, nigga. Y'all <laughs> niggas in here drunk and shit. I'm going to class. Y'all niggas like, bro, you can skip a day, nigga. Hell no, I got to get this bread, nigga. Yeah, nigga, you don't even get paid to go to class. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but now I'm on some different shit, bro. I'm on some like. Will a billion dollars really make me happy? It won't. And and now at thirty, I know a billion dollars won't make me happy. Do I want that mm-hmm. motherfucker still? You goddamn right. Yeah. <laughs> you goddamn right. I want that billion. That's dollars. the thing. Is like, I but could, I'm not chasing it, and I'm not tripping if I don't ever get it. I could be forty five without the two point five, but I'd rather be forty five with the two point five. I'm yeah. just saying that. But also, like, I just, I just think you gotta chase intangible goals. And I know you like this nigga tripping, but nah, nah, I, I got you. I just think it got to be like some intangible goals, bro. Like if you chasing something like money, I just I just don't see that shit being as satisfying. Like I said, like I don't think I'm ever going to be happy in my profession, but I know it's a way that I can be content. And also, I'm just one of them people that always try to get better, better, better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I don't. I, I don't see money being a good goal for you, specifically. Mm-mm. Honestly, I don't know what is a good goal because I'm always, bruh. Every goal I've wanted to do, I've obtained. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So now I'm just like, nigga, what can we? Let's shoot for the stars, nigga. Fuck it. <laughs> what can we do? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, not to say I'm like super successful or anything. I'm not, but I'm just saying. As a black man in America, I would say we're both doing very well. You know what I'm saying? As of where we were supposed to be. I think I think about that sometimes too, bro. Because it's like I be around people that's not well off, and then like you know I do this podcast shit, so I'm around more people than I should be around. Yeah, which is probably a conversation for another day. But I be around more people than I should be around doing this podcast shit. And I be feeling like they well off, you know what I'm saying? And I be feeling like at the same time, the reason why I don't view myself as well off is because I be looking at them not knowing shit about what they got going on, just meeting them for the first time and not really knowing them, Mm -hmm. then being around other people that I feel like aren't well off. Mm -hmm. And I never try to compare myself to those people I feel like that aren't well off. Let me ask you this question, though. Uh, generationally, are you better than your mother was at 30? You doing better? Um, 30 financially? No. Um, I don't want to say spiritually, but <laughs> emotionally, nigga hate, sound, nigga hate sounding cliche. Yeah. I hate, I hate <laughs> goddamn sounding like I hate that shit too, bro. Out. But spiritually, all that shit, bro. A hundred percent, bro. Cause like, I I ain't gonna lie to all. I had conversations with my mom all the time, and I can tell like, bro, my mama love the nigga who I am. Like I can just tell, bro. Like when she speaks about me, or like, bro, she even supports me like, like financially. Mm-hmm. Like she'll 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 help me with a business venture. Mm-hmm. She's she's helped me numerous times with business ventures, and like, I can tell she just wish she was like. As brave and outgoing as I am, even though at the mm-hmm. same time she probably like, well, I put the groundwork in, so he ain't had to goddamn 
be too scared to to go out there and chase his dreams. But I know she wished I was how I was, excuse me, how think, I am at 30. You think at 30 she had the things that you have? Because mm. I don't think so. She had, when my mama was 30, okay, my mama retired from the military at 38. When my mama was 30, she had she had a lot, bro. She, she did? Had, she had good credit. She had a Beamer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, no, she didn't. She didn't have a Beamer. She didn't get her Beamer until she was 34. 30, yeah, 34, 33. So at 30, she had a little car. I forgot what it was. Mm-hmm. She stayed on post. She was in the military. Okay. So she was military all right. Military lifestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had That's the military lifestyle. That's pretty much lifestyle. how my dad was living, too. Yeah, but you know, like, the military lifestyle kind of whack, though. That's why she always pushed me not to go into that shit, because... But I would say, we can't hate, bruh. We loved it. Let's oh, be yeah, honest. Oh, yeah, for sure, as kids. But, nigga, imagine yeah, being an as adult. Kids, they life really sucked. Yeah. Our lives was fun. Our lives kids. was lit. But them... Bruh, like living in different countries, like living in Italy and Germany and yeah. Korea and like. Bruh, I just talked about the other night when I went out because I was talking to uh, two guys that was in the military. Shout out to Wayne and Fatboy. But um, they was talking about being in Afghanistan and war and shit. And uh, Wayne was like, damn, Slim, I ain't know you was in the military. I was like, no, nah, I wasn't in the military. I was just a military brat. Yeah. And I was explaining to them like. The good thing, because uh, Cam was saying, like, nah, he know the struggle because he was a military brat. Yeah. And I was like, nah, it's, it's it's different when you a kid. Like, it ain't really no struggle. All you see is, like, it's a sleepover every night. My yeah. best friend stays across the street from me. Yeah. It's not like when I moved to the suburbs in yeah. 2003, 2004. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, damn, nigga, y'all niggas live 10 miles away from me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a military crazy kid, thing. you live not even a sixteenth of a mile away from me. And that's that's the that's the thing that draws all the military brass. Because the thing is, I've seen you talk to kids that you lived in Germany with. Uh huh. I've been hit. You know, I talk to sometimes people that I lived in Italy with. And these are this is when I was like seven or like five, six years. Like it is such a. You're the only Americans in this country. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you're all just drawn closer together. And it's the weirdest connection that this... Because I still... Some people I went to high school with, I don't even talk to. You know what I'm saying? Well, most mm-hmm. of them. But um, it's just weird. That small group of kids always connected. Just because you have that simple, like... That's why I like... I, I wouldn't say... Because I hate when niggas be like, military lifestyle trash. But it's like... There's some aspects to it that were like cool bro like it just i don't know bro you know what's funny also about that time period speaking of being kids and uh um military kids yeah like i re- like i vividly know and a lot of kids that that listen that's like under 25 excuse me that's under like uh 20 they're not going to understand this but i vividly remember like the evolution of the internet yeah. So like I remember being the only kid with internet and having dial up and getting mm-hmm. on MSN, like chat rooms and shit. Yeah. Then moving from Germany and wanting to reconnect with my friends and not not knowing where my friends was at for like two or three years. Yeah. And then finally, boom, the internet, internet started booming. There's MySpace. Yeah. And you get to see everybody. Oh yeah. And nowadays there's no such thing. 
there shouldn't be no such thing as a long distance relationship nor catfish. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. These things should be should just be prehistoric because now you can literally send a picture on your cell phone, like I remember having a goddamn digital camera. Only nigga with a digital camera trying to get the picture right, and that shit's trash. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And sc- scrambling for USB cords so I can hook it up to my computer because I built my PC back then. Mm-hmm. But everybody else wasn't like that. They wasn't tech savvy. They didn't know how to build no fucking computer. Yeah. They ain't, they didn't buy no fucking three hundred dollar, which was a lot back then, three hundred dollar digital camera. Mm-hmm. But I had all that bullshit, and nobody else did. So now you get to reconnect with those friends, and it's it's crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't. Now I think life would have been easier living in Germany now, but not as fun. Yeah, as before, because I remember living in Germany as a kid and walking, walking to the stove. My mom used to tell me not to eat Burger King and I used to still go to that bitch every morning, sneak mm-hmm. to Burger King and get goddamn French toast. It's sticks. always a Burger King on base. It's always a Burger King. That's why I, I don't know why I like Burger King so much now. <laughs> but <laughs> always a Burger sneak King. Sneak to Burger King and sneak to the shop bed because she told me stop going to the shop bed to get a, a bag of candy and a comic book because I was a comic book nerd and then go to the gym and play ball all day. And um... Life life was really just simple then, bro. It's so simple, bro. Yeah. I miss those days like of like, and not specifically, because when I moved back to the States, I'm be honest, bro. I don't know what it is, but I, I love America. I love this country. I feel like the States trash compared to like what I saw in other places, though. But you know, like it's weird. the disadvantages you get from being overseas and in the States, the biggest thing that I hated was we got movies so late. We got them shit oh, yeah. months later. We got movies months later. Oh yeah, we got albums months. There are uh, definitely months later. there are definitely perks to being an American. Yeah. Like you get all the highest quality entertainment mm-hmm. first and foremost. Uh, Isn't that weird that all of it comes from America though, bro? We're such a culturally rich place though. Like you but live like, in India, it's like everybody's fucking Indian. But bro, there's like no no mega stars in other countries. Like, you have, like, you might have, uh, I forgot the guy's name in Germany. He's, like, a star, but no Americans know him. But he's, yeah. like, a big star over there. And it's, like, he's he's not even he's not even up there with Spitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You talking about a rapper? Uh, yeah, he's a rapper. I okay. forgot his name. He, uh, he always wear hats to the front real low. You can't see his eyes. Uh-huh. I forgot his name. But he's not even as, he's not even as hot as Spitter. And he's the number one rapper over there. Yeah. That shit is crazy to think about. I mean, American culture is just so rich. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, bro, speaking of, of American culture, we got to talk about this before we get off of here. What's up? Um, you ain't been on the pod in a minute. Yeah. You know we got to talk politics. I know we just had a whole episode about life, but who did you vote for? I didn't vote. I never vote. Never will. Bro, you a real nigga, dog. Why you say that? Because people don't admit that they don't vote. And, you know, I admitted that shit around election time. Uh-huh. And niggas was fine me up. Oh, yeah. Fuck y'all. Hey, my parents, uh, they asked me if I voted. No, fuck y'all, too. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not going to vote, and I never will. Because I don't believe in this system. It's it's bullshit. But this election right here, I I ain't going to lie to all. And I'm, <laughs> I'm about to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but... 
I feel like they did this shit on purpose, making like the the election real close to to yeah. to like be able to say, "Don't this I told you to vote." Don't this feel like a soap opera? Yeah, it don't. Like, this feels like about it. it's just weird. It bro. feels orchestrated. It feels fake. I don't mean to be all Trumpish and shit, but it feels this all feels fake. And then the whole like mail in ballots and this shit being the highest mail in ballots yeah. because of COVID and all that. I ain't gonna lie, because of COVID, I said I won't even talk about COVID no more on these pods, but because of COVID, bro, everything about life is just getting weird. Yeah. And that's just, it's, dog, it's become a political issue. Oh my God. I hate that people politicize a, a fucking illness. Yes, a fucking virus, dog. Yes, this shit is stupid. Because it's like, at the end of the day, you know, I don't want to go in the depths of it, but. We just got to realize that pandemics happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Pandemics happen. Um, This pandemic is not any different than any other pandemic that we've ever faced. It's not they're like they're acting like it's like crazy, like deadly and all this other stuff. I've had it. You know what I'm saying? And I shook it in a day. I had dizziness a little bit. Um, fatigued a little bit. Didn't have any cold symptoms at all. But, you know, I'm a young, vibrant guy. Yeah. But, you know, I understand that there are elderly people out there. But at the end of the day, this you can't let something like this topple a country. And I feel like that's what's happening. And I don't know if it's for a reason, you know, because I'm always keeping my tinfoil do-rag tucked. But it just feels like it's not. Wild, nigga. It feels like this shit ain't genuine. It don't. Does this feel genuine? You remember when swine flu happened? Yeah, I remember. Uh, you remember Zika, all these other, yeah. like. Where was all the commotion and stay What's at the other home one we orders? Had in our lifetime was it like yellow fever or some shit? It was no, nah, I don't know about yellow fever. Huh? That sounds like an old school goddamn nah, disease. No, 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 not yellow. It was oh, man, the guy that works in the cigar shop. All it's the all time, kind he of he bird flu, swine flu, all kind of shit. It might have been bird flu. That's what I'm probably thinking about. I don't yeah. know why I said yellow fever. Nigga, we had all kind of uh, pandemics drop. Yeah. You know, every every year it's a new pandemic. It's like a goddamn album. <laughs> Drop that bitch and goddamn world going crazy. But I know we haven't had one like this right here. But bro, let's get back to the election though. Like, I just got to ask you this question straight up: Why do you think black people were taking it as a win that Biden won? Because black people, black people choose. To be loyal to the Democratic Party uh, blindly. You know what I'm saying? And so, and, and he was Obese's boy. He dog, was Obese's boy. Dog, the Democratic Party gets cheap ass votes from black people. That's the easiest vote for them. Yeah. All they got to be like, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. Did, dog, didn't he say that on a breakfast club? Too? Yes. Said that on national fucking TV. He said that shit on our And y'all niggas still went station. and voted for this nigga, bro. But then one thing I'm going to tell you, though, you know what's crazy? All of Trump's numbers for minorities went up. Mm. So this is like his minority turnout went up. His turnout from white people went down. It was weird. And why you think that is, though? I just think uh, he didn't serve the whites right. When you don't serve the whites like they they properly need to be served, they get your ass up out of there. I'm gonna I'm tell you straight up. Yeah, because, because he didn't bail out Trump, uh, corporate businesses. He bailed out Trump businesses. Yeah, Trump did a lot of shit that was kind of for minorities. 
and people don't even see the undercover like like all the you know uh what was it like his uh jail reform shit yeah, he was doing reform, reform. he was trying to do a lot of things for hbcus he was trying to do a lot of things for a lot of different like and they were like that platinum plan was crazy yeah and they were like what the hell the fuck's going on here you know what i'm saying so they seeing it you know i'm doing a redneck voice because rednecks vote i for feel him. like i feel like that's why they didn't vote for him like they should have too, exactly he came out with that platinum plan like right uh-huh. after he met with Lil wayne exactly and they were like mate with little wayne and they little felt pimp, you know platinum plan i'm gonna tell you one thing about white people they get pissed off when you don't cater to them yeah. honestly because they're the majority here i always know how the election is gonna swing white what whatever white people want is what white people get because they're the majority here Honestly, it's it's when it's, it's a game a numbers of numbers. Game. Yeah. Game of numbers. Like anything you think that black people want is gonna get accomplished, it never will. Never. Until we're the majority, I guess. You know what I'm saying? I think I think I cracked that joke this morning. I was like, you know, all all you gotta do is just is just a lot of black people. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you get they vote every term. Get they ass some hope. Yep, just a little bit of hope. Uh, a few of black people we don't want to hear that direct shit. They want to hear a little, a little bit of hope and a lot of lies. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you got the black vote right there. You know right what's there. crazy though? How willing. You know, it took a lot. This is one thing I gotta. I want people to understand. It's like it took a lot to build this country. It took everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um. For the most part, we give credit to white men, the white male patriarchy, to build this nation. And now you have a lot of young men, women, minority, um, white, liberal, pink-haired kids wanting to tear down what's already been built, not realizing that they've reaped the benefits from what had been built, right? So a lot of the time, I just want people to like think about yeah, I know you want to tear it down. I know you hate white supremacy. I know you hate the patriarchy. I know you hate all these things, but sometimes you got to take the good out of something that could that that came from evil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to build upon it. You can't just tear it down completely and and that you're reaping the benefits of capitalism. You know what I'm saying? And I don't even like to say this, but we're reaping the benefits of slavery. We really are. And our ancestors put that on their back and bear that. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have to, and and guess what? Black Americans are the most uh, wealthy, Amer- uh, populous group in the in the world out of all black people. Bro, you think we ever gonna get reparations? Nah, they'll never give us that shit. I ain't gonna lie, though. That shit starting to s- sound real now. Or am I? You tripping? think, bro? The, the maybe the weird conversations nah, they have. Joe ain't doing that shit. It's starting to sound weird, my nigga. Joe ain't doing that shit. I'm not saying he gonna be the one, but I think somebody really about to do this wild. If shit. he kicked a bucket, Kamala might fuck with us. And I also think uh, universal health care is coming real soon. I don't think this term. You think like free free? Yeah, I think it's coming. Not bro. no obesity shit. Obama, you that bullshit too expensive, yeah. boy. That Obamacare shit was wild. I ain't gonna share that. <laughs> that shit was too expensive. Y'all. I remember calling they ass and was like, "Nigga, what the fuck is this?" I ain't paying no goddamn three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> the fuck, three hundred dollars a fucking month? You got me fucked up, nigga. This supposed to be affordable, my nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was the affordable healthcare. Act. Yeah, what's the what's the healthcare that's not affordable? <laughs> what the fuck? That bit, boy. What's the, what's the healthcare act for poor people? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up, that still can't come up with though. something. Still can't come up with something. You can't say nothing bad about Obama, though. I miss Obama, dog. Oh, the leadership? 
Bruh, at the end of the day, dog, you, you just want your president. I forgot. I, I fail economics. So what is it? Like the five jobs of the president? I know one of them is for him to be like a celebrity. Celebrity in chief or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you, th- that's all you want him to be, bruh. Like, of course you care about policies and shit, but that's you the, want the one that most people really care about. You want him to represent you. Yeah, and Obama did that to the fucking Oh, tea, my. That bro. nigga, boy. I don't think we had one like that since, like, I ain't gonna lie. Clinton was all right, too. If that nigga wouldn't have got caught cheating, bro, you would have made yeah. that bitch. You would have made it out clean as one of the best, one of the yeah. goats. Yeah, he got Even caught cheating. Even though I don't fuck with the Clintons, horrible, but... Though. Yeah, yeah. Policies I don't fuck with the Clintons because they did a lot of goddamn little dirty shit. Yeah. We ain't even gonna get into all that though. Kennedy, Kennedy was. We just talking about too, image though. Yeah, oh, Kennedy just, was that nigga though. Yeah, Kennedy was that nigga. So I think I think the last couple ones was Obama, um, Clinton, Kennedy, FDR. Yeah, and really FDR because FDR was one of those guys that was spoken of and never seen. Mm-hmm. Like motherfuckers ain't even know he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. And then, and dog, he did three terms too, didn't he? He the only president to ever do three terms. I don't know. Oh, he probably did. Because during the Great Depression, I think they chose to keep him in there. Or something. Yeah, I don't want to end up like Joe Rogan and having to apologize to people, so I should look that shit up. I yeah, I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> I won't see anybody. I'll be in the facto if you need me. Uh, terms. I guess it it, it only takes two seconds. Um. Yeah. He was in office from 1933 to 1945. That's three terms. Oh, right? yeah. But he was in there for the longest time, boy. Yeah, okay. I am right. Yeah. Because uh, I'm not. I'm Dog, one thing you people are never going to get from me, you'll never hear me act like I'm just the smartest nigga in the world. No. Um, I read a lot. I know a couple things. And so that's why I had to fact check that shit. But FDR did three terms because the Great Depression came and they didn't want to switch presidents, so they gave they uh kept him in office for a third term because he was helping the country build back up. Yeah, I remember that. So those was the last like good faces of of the country. Good I faces. Liked, I'm not saying policies, just good faces. Yeah, I liked George Bush after nine eleven. Pre nine eleven George Bush trash, I feel like after nine eleven. But you know, I feel like he did the right things to bring the country together. He was too scripted though, bro. He was, but it's like during that time you kind of need somebody who's just gonna rally the troops, get everybody together. But for the most part, uh, his presidency was pretty trash. But <laughs> what about t- his daddy? Super trash. Yeah, we weren't alive then, though. Yeah. We we actually was born during his presidency. Yeah. But from what I hear, super trash. Yeah. Reagan, super ass. Oh, that was, yeah. That was before, right before we was That's born. That's the nigga that was fucked over all our popses. Yeah. That and, nigga went in, bro. Yeah. That nigga went the fuck in. And Clinton a little bit. But. Clinton... Yeah, dog, he did. It's, if we talk about straight up likability, I did like Clinton. I liked uh, Obama. It, it's I funny. Tend, it's funny we going in on Joe Biden and Camilla Harris, which we need to get to also. But we going in on Joe Biden and Camilla Harris about all the work that they did when Clinton was president. <laughs> Ain't yeah. nobody mentioning that. That's all the work they did when Clinton was president. Yeah, and everybody is just. 
forgetting that right there. But Camilla Harris, um, I was seeing pictures of like women praising her and being so happy about her being the first female vice president. And mm-hmm. I was just like, bro, why why does she have to be like the hero for black women? I just think everybody nowadays has to have a win and a representative. It's weird. That's why I don't. I me do. I'm changing so much that I don't don't group me with any group. Don't group me because yeah. I just don't. Me personally, if you think I represent that, then I I'll probably let you down. Honestly, because yeah. I just don't. I'm not a well represent. I'm not a good representative of all this shit. But like. I don't need nobody to speak for me either. I'm an individual. And I feel like some people just don't have a voice. I feel like they feel like they need somebody to speak for them. They need somebody to represent them. And she's that woman. You know what I'm saying? Which, that's fine. I mean, some people need a hero. Like, when Obama won, I didn't... I mean, I really... Like, like, let me be honest. Old motherfuckers felt that, oh, a change is going to come type shit. But, like, young niggas was just like, oh, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? It's awesome growing up with a black president. I ain't gonna lie. That was, and we kind of got spoiled. And then Trump came in that bitch and wrecked shop like a bull in the china shop for real. I ain't gonna lie. Trump changed the culture in America forever. Yeah, and we don't know it yet because the inauguration hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, but bro, we're gonna know now from here on out. Our presidents have to be honest. True that. It might be uh they might just the the ah the presidential approach that you know always having a prepared speech and always being and now you just gotta go in that bitch and be a real nigga. You know what I'm saying? All presidents from here on out gotta be rappers slash comedians. Yeah, but the thing is is like is that what we want? Do we want that real shit? I feel like most people don't want it. I want that shit, bro. Because I feel like Trump Trump said, like you said last night, Trump said the right shit in the wrong way. Yep. Like my girl tells me all the time, um, there's a way, you know, she'll be like, it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. Correct. And I'll be like, bitch, how's that even? But it's true to them. <laughs> in their mind, Facts, it makes sense. Yeah. Facts. It because, makes sense. Bruh, um, the reason why I always say that phrase is because... Um, I think I told this story before when I was a little younger, I think I was like 20 years old or 19 years old. I start, I started kicking it with male head like every day. And I, I ain't gonna lie to all. It wasn't like I was looking up to him or nothing, but I admired the fact that he was the best conversationalist I had ever seen in my life at that time. And he probably still is. Yeah. Very great. He up there very still. Great. He's still top. Yeah. He's still top five. He is bro. But I admired, the fact he could just talk to anybody, anybody. and just flow, bro. Yeah. Like fresh off the dome, just flow. People liked him. Yeah. He was impressionable. He had like he just he had this good ass vocabulary. And you know me, I was head ass skirt. Fuck <laughs> these bitches. Goddamn, you know, just going in. And I was like, you know what? That's bro? my favorite slim. Nah, you got that shit. Bring old Slim back. All y'all got that shit because that's y'all favorite Slim. Y'all <laughs> niggas, 22. Y'all, y'all niggas don't like the new Slim. Y'all think I'm lame as fuck now. Nah, I fuck with the new Slim. It's just goddamn. That shit ain't fun, bro. Nah, this shit old is Old Slim. Old Slim goddamn. Skirt. 
That shit was head ass. <laughs> this nigga drag racing and shit. <laughs> exactly. But nah, I was like, nigga, I want to be like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I want to be the nigga that could talk to anybody. And as I start figuring out, it's like, when you do become that person, because of course it took me years to get to that point. Mm. But when you do become that person, that's when you have to figure out a different level of, yeah, nigga, now you got this extensive ass vocabulary. But you can't use this extensive ass vocabulary with everybody because yeah. the message doesn't get received well. Now you're intimidating people. Mm-hmm. And I don't. That's why I don't like to talk. There's only certain people I use words with, big mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. It's simply because I don't want to come off as an asshole. Yeah. And that's weird that you you have to dumb your intelligence because some people you don't want to be feel like an asshole. Yeah, but at a, after like, a certain point, you start it you, start being second nature though. Slim, think about the amount of people that you've ran across in your life. Think about how many of them actually think you're dumb as fuck. Oh, nigga, every day. But, they, but like, it's crazy the amount of people who who don't really know me but think they know me who think I'm dumb as fuck because of the person, like, I give them. Bro, let me tell you something that this podcast did. Like, even if, even if like, this podcast never goes anywhere and it never takes off, one thing it... it it really did for all of us was like gave most my friends that I had on my podcast, like it humanized them. Yeah. So like you, for instance, I knew when I first started this shit, I was like, I won't be keen on my podcast and I want to got them, have him as a regular guest. And mm-hmm. do you know how many niggas and told me we were talking about Melhead, and I'm going to tell you straight up because I know you're not sensitive. Mm-hmm. That nigga Melhead was like, bro, I thought Big King was stupid as fuck. This nigga was always drunk, passing out. I Hell just thought yeah. that nigga was a fucking dumbass. <laughs> he was like, bro, I just listened to you. And, I just listened to you and this nigga Big King. And you know, bro, when we record, it'd be like two hours, three hours. Yeah. He was like, nigga, I just listened to y'all niggas record and was like, who the fuck is this nigga? <laughs> and I was like, that's the beauty of a podcast, nigga. You yeah. get to hear like some real shit. And on top of that, people don't really see what the fuck I see. Mm-hmm. So like... I be seeing shit and I be like, nigga, this would be the perfect person to be on a podcast. And other people be like, nigga, hell nah. Like, I ain't gonna lie, dog. The only person that ever was a good guest and I never knew would be a good guest was Blue. <laughs> Blue? Blue that nigga because he gives you gems and you don't know they gems. Yeah. Until them bitches made already. It goes back to that phrase about you say the right things the wrong way. Yeah. Blue say everything the wrong way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even the shit he say that's right be wrong. My nigga Blue is high key racist. (laughs) (laughs) I can't speak about that because last time, last time I spoke about him being goddamn prejudiced. Yeah, uh, he stopped talking to me for like six months. (laughs) (laughs) So the black man, the black man can't be racist, young blood. Hey, I be on that shit too. I ain't gonna lie, that black man can't be racist shit. Oh, nigga, I go hard for that shit. Yeah. Bro, I said that shit a couple episodes ago. I'm on that shit. And white people was DMing me like, nigga, you really believe that all white people racist? I was like, bro, I was like, this what you're not reading between the lines of when I said that shit. I said it because it's triggering. Yeah. That's the reason why I said it. I don't, I'm not saying all white people are racist. I'm not saying that shit like that. I'm saying that all white people participate in racism. Yeah. Knowingly. Are unknowingly, yeah, they all participate in, in racism. It's kind of like if I can break it down in lamest terms, it's like Kendrick Lamar gr- growing up in a blood neighborhood and not being a blood, but every time something happens, he runs behind bloods. Yeah, that's the perfect example I can use. Exactly, it's like 
Niggas be gang gang, but they act like they just sit back and let somebody else speak for them. Yep. It's kind of like how when Trump came out and he was like, ah, oh, the Mexicans are rapists and blah, 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 blah. And all the fucking rednecks are like, woo, finally somebody's speaking for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, those, you know what that is. We all know what that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, there comes, you know, how you were saying earlier, we were talking about how. You know your ability to be honest with yourself, like look yeah. in the mirror, talk about yourself. Uh, white people accountability. Yeah, like white people have a very hard time doing that. Like I'll have, I'll have friends sometimes. You know, white people, and I'll be like, "Oh wow, your wedding, that's nice. Oh god, no black people there. That's crazy." And they'll be like, "I mean, well, I mean, I would have invited you, but no, nah, like." You don't fuck with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't fuck with niggas, That's bro. That's fucked up you even say that. No, bro. it's but it's true. Ass. It's true. Yeah. You don't fuck with niggas. You fuck with everything about us, our culture. You even might think fucking Chris Brown is hot, whatever the fuck you think. But let's be honest, in your actual life, not your social media life, who you keep in your circle, that's a nigga. That's black. You know what I'm saying? But you know, bro. What I learned when I moved to Evans, which is a predominantly white town, yeah, is that you have to be you have to be introduced to that. Like some people pretty much stay in their community, stay around yeah. their their certain people their whole life. So mm-hmm. if 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 this white person that you speak of has never been introduced to black people, then and only thing they seen is boys in the hood. Yeah, and goddamn Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all they know. They don't know Big King. They don't know Slim. Yeah, that's all they know. And I ain't gonna lie. My mama got me on that at a young age, as far as like stereotypes. Like, yeah, I I think I said this on on, on some podcast recently. Uh, somebody was talking about Bill Cosby, and I was like, you know, Bill Cosby rape bitches. Okay, 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 okay. But <laughs> um, my mom. She used to always be like, you know what I love about Bill Cosby? He was one of the first people to put black people in a positive light. Yeah. She was like, we always had hood movies. We ain't never had no goddamn movie or no show about a black family and the mom being a fucking lawyer and the dad being a fucking doctor. Yeah. We ain't never had that shit. And he put that shit on TV. And it it it, it really like, you know, you are what you consume. So it made people have to reevaluate like Damn, it is black people out there that's fucking lawyers and doctors. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a I don't know, dog. American culture. This is the weirdest shit. I I read I don't know if it's real or not. Cardi B, did she get woman of the year in something? Uh you, you talking about Meg on Times. She was on the cover for most influential people. Yeah, something that's, like that. That's what you're thinking about. It's, I don't know. You think about Meg on time. She was she was on the cover for most influential people. But bottom line, all right. I don't know what this is about our culture. I don't know why we pick the people we pick to represent us. Mm-hmm. Because we have uh, intellectuals. We have doctors. We have scientists. Oh, matter of fact, she did get Woman of the Year for something. You're right. It did was she? for like the VMAs or some some some, some stupid shit. Yeah. But it's like. Why are we picking that to represent us? And that's what people start to, they always, this is the thing. People got to get out of that, though. I thought you were talking about this. Oh, okay. I got you. But, like, people got to get out of that mindset of, like, 
stop. We got to stop letting white people tell us what represents us. And I'm sorry, white people. I got to throw y'all on the bus again, but I got to. Because this is mainly a white thing. They think this is what we are. They think this is what we love. This is what we like. Yeah, some of us like it. And I might. I honestly fuck with all their music. But I don't want them. Rep- I, that's not my woman of the year. I'm sorry. Yeah. Put me a Michelle Obama up there. You know, I'm sorry. Just put me something. You know what I'm saying? Something that uh, represents my people in the best light to the world. Because I don't know why African-Americans always get depicted as the most raunchy, the most, you know, flamboyant, ghetto. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll follow you. I'm just tired of like, I'm tired of the misrepresentation of, because most of the kids I grew up with have gone on to be young professionals in some way, shape, or form. And most of them ain't even like that. You know, it's just, you get misrepresented time and time. I know there are people out there who are like that. And you might even feel the lyrics and shit, but I just don't feel like we pick the best people to represent us every yeah. time. You know what I'm saying? It's the most annoying shit. And, bro, I can't take no woman serious that's 30 years old looking up to Cardi being mad. No. And I'm going to keep saying this shit, bro, because I seen a girl that was 30 with some Crocs on, and she had a whole bunch of, you know, them little tabs you put in Crocs? Yeah, she had a whole bunch of little like tags that said WAP, and they was like different little characters of WAP. Like it was a girl with just her ass from the back. It was a girl twerking from the side. Yeah, and I was like, "Bitch, grow the fuck up." <laughs> it is. It's just I don't know. I, I I guess we old niggas, but like even as a youngin, I still knew like I w- I didn't relate to some aspects of what people wanted me to relate to simply because it's just not something it's not something to be proud of to me yeah you know what i'm saying that's just it's a part of the culture don't get me wrong that goes back to what we always talk about as far as like you being around people and them calling you uh black white yeah and you know like one of our friends girlfriend called me black black (laughs) and i'm like damn nigga so if you black white and Mm -hmm. i'm black black but other niggas like, I I ain't gonna lie, dog. Whenever somebody be like, that's that Columbia County shit, mm-hmm. I know they referring to me being black-white. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep using that term just to yeah. dumb it down. Black-white. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, recently I was on Twitter, and I was like, nigga, I ain't never been sell my gun and sell my PS4 broke. Yeah. And shout out to Libra, but, but she was joking, and she was like, um, see... That's a Columbia County quote. Yeah. And I was like, nigga, I don't give a fuck if I was from Crenshaw Mafia, nigga. I'm not <laughs> selling my gun, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's head I get it some other way. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, but, like, that's how people view it. Like, oh, nigga, you from Columbia County. You don't, you don't, you don't goddamn yeah. get it. When it's like, at the end of the day, nigga, we all black, nigga. Mm-hmm. It's the same shit, just different places. And how the fuck you going to judge me because my parents had good credit and yours didn't? Because yeah. that's all it boils down to, nigga. All it boils down to is a lot of ch- choices. Yeah. Some black folks choose to live a certain way and some choose to live another way. Because, nigga, I lived, I lived off Tobacco Road before. Mm-hmm. And then went to Germany, came back, and lived in Evans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, nigga, different tax brackets. Yeah. <laughs> we just went up in a couple tax brackets, mm-hmm. excuse me, in one tax bracket and went somewhere else. Built a little credit, boom. Mm-hmm. A, couple of, a couple of good decisions later. Yeah. 
couple years. I yeah. think it was like eight years. Seven, that's eight the thing, years later. That's the only thing. If niggas really want to say that, it's like, all right, well, Columbia County, those are the black folks who make good decisions. <laughs> that's yeah. all I'm going to tell you. Some of them. Because <laughs> what? The school systems are better. Like, what else do you want me to say? Like, yeah, and, and people judge you for going to a good school. It's like, yeah. nigga, nigga, you're not happy for me. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, bro. Like, at the end of the day, black folk have we. You know, we all. There's always the house nigga field nigga dichotomy with black yeah. people. I hate it, but it's just so crazy that we do it because nobody else does it. Yeah, but we still. You know, my number one conversation about this subject is talking about how in Asian and Mexican families, like I have an Asian family that lives down the street from me. And I swear, I don't know how many people live in that house, but it'd be an ass of people in that house every day. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they all live there or if they just be visiting and they just see each other a lot. But, bro, their family structure is strong, my nigga. Yeah. But in the black community, we don't do that. Then, especially, like, amongst each other, like, um, I use this example all the time. Like, let's say you was a registered nurse. You was a female. You was single. You was 25 years old. You decided that you've been building up your credit and you've been um, working in your career for four years now. You wanted to get you a house. You was tired of paying for your for your one-bedroom, $650 a month apartment. Yeah. And your parents already had a house, wanted a bigger house, and instead of putting their house on the market and selling it, decided that, it, that they wanted to give you the house. You take over the mortgage. Mm-hmm. You, re- you refinance it. And let's say you refinance. You already been pre-approved for a loan. Mm-hmm. I know I'm talking fast as hell for some reason. But you refinance it for, let's say, $350 a month. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the black community is going to call you spoiled. They're going to take away you going to med school. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you're doing or have done, they're going to take all those accolades away from you. They're going to take away you um, purchasing your first car on your own. They're going to take away... Nigga, just everything, bro. You being the fucking cheerleading squad, whatever the fuck that shit's called, they gonna mm-hmm. take all that shit away from you and be like, oh, you just spoiled. That's why you got a fucking house in a career. Yeah. I swear that shit only happens in the black community, bro. In the white community, you can be a fucking trash ass, coke head ass, un un everything goddamn son, and your daddy will get you a fucking job in the corporation. And it's just perfectly fine. Nobody says nothing. They just For have real? a good time. Just move forward. <laughs> so okay. I don't know why we do that. I mean, I don't know, dude. I hate to say the crabs in a bucket thing, but that's what a lot of the time. Uh, when resources are scarce, and like we said, you can re- you can relate a lot of things back to slavery. Yeah. When resources are scarce and opportunities are scarce for certain people. I mean, that's people. always the reason, though. Yeah. Always, bro. When everything's, you know, scarce and you see people turn amongst themselves. Like, you turn, you see them turn on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As crazy as it sounds, but it's true. Like, I wish it wasn't like that, but I don't know. That's why I don't, like, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm just over the whole black-white thing to begin with. Because, it, like like I've said before, like I feel as soon as you tell somebody, if somebody's, as soon as somebody reads your resume and they see, or they they read 
anything where you got to check your race off, it automatically gives you value. I hate it. Yeah. Because in their mind, when they see white, box you in. It, it or they see black, check mark. It's it automatically gives your life value to them. Now they hold your fate in their hand. And, and they're also not judging you just as a person. They're yeah, judging they're you judging you as that race. Yeah, it it comes off as Cardi B. It comes off as Meg The Stallion. It comes off as the Migos. It comes off as all that. You know what I'm saying? So so who's the white version of that? Miley Cyrus? Of uh, horrible white people? Yeah. Uh. Yeah, probably Miley. Miley's up there. <laughs> Fucking Trump. Trump. People hate this Trump. This nigga said Trump. People hate Trump. But, bro, let's switch gears a little bit before we get off of here. And I swear this is the last thing this time. Um, I showed you this uh, this show, Black Mirrors. You've seen Black Mirrors before, right? Yeah. Okay. But this episode I showed you, that shit was kind of different. But that I wanted was... you to watch it because I thought it was kind of funny and kind of interesting. That shit was high-key gay. <laughs> high-key. But... But uh, it was funny. It's and very interesting. Uh, so, so all right for the people listening. Spoiler alert: um, it's a it's a show, right? It's about some guys that went to college together. They was roommates. They're best friends, and um, they they basically haven't seen each other for a long time. The guy gives his friend a video game that they used to play all the time. And they basically go into the video game. It's a virtual reality game. They plug some shit up to their head, and they're actually locked in the game. And the game simulates all, like, physical sensations, so they end up having sex. Mm-hmm. And in they're the, trying to the figure game, out they, in, yeah, the game. in the game, though. But they're trying to figure out if they're gay. They actually link up to Kiss, and they find out they're not gay, and they're like, okay, cool. But they find out that they really love this game. Like, they love having sex in this game. Mm-hmm. But I watched the episode like five times because I've showed like five different people, only because I always want to ask people if they think that shit is gay. Do you think two grown ass men playing a video game to have sex is gay? Yes, high key. <laughs> <laughs> Real high key. Boy, that shit's so high key gay, but. As long as you ain't really doing nothing, you can't call it gay in real life, yo. Bro, because I always say this about being gay. Like, we know what gay is. Yeah. Like, some people will be like, oh, you, oh, you let your girl eat your booty, you gay. Yeah, like, like, bro, nah. a girl ate your booty. Yeah. So it's like, I can't really judge you for what you do in a room with another woman or whatever. I can't judge you for what you do in a room with a man either. Yeah. That's your business. I mean, that's sex. But that's you. to this episode, it's just weird, bro. It's some weird shit to think about. Like, it's honestly hard to think about because my I don't care what nobody says. My masculinity is very fragile. <laughs> I don't give two fucks. Fuck you. It yeah. is. That's why I protect it. So at the end of the day, I don't even like thinking about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's cool to see it put on a screen in a cinematic format and see like, damn, that shit weird. Them niggas, them niggas high key gay, but like. Is that gay? Because them niggas ain't fucking in real life. Them niggas just dog, it playing just a game. Think. And like the reason why I know for a fact I would not like play a game like that is because when I was a little kid, when I first like got introduced to porn, like I was really, really, really addicted to that shit. Yeah. So now as an adult, I try not to get caught in that rabbit hole. And you yeah. know what gets me every time in that rabbit hole? What? 
Twitter porn. Yeah. For some reason, that disgusting, nasty yeah. ass amateur porn gets me every dog, time. Anybody bro. who it gets me, dog. Who's went on a just you go down that porn rabbit hole one night, and you wind up just on the nastiest shit that you'll never do in real. You life. don't even. You don't like. I've watched midget porn before. Motherfucker, I don't. I'm like, ooh, I hit a midget before. Fat though. ass, you. <laughs> <laughs> you had ass, goddamn. But I wound up on that shit, and not even saying like that's just so disgusting. It's just like something I would never be into. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro? I be watching some shit. I know that's like, but see, I try to normalize it because I remember I used to ask Melhead and them like, nigga, if I got damn went through your phone right now, what's your top three porn uh, searches? And they'll say some extra wild shit. And I'll be like, okay, I'm normal. Never mind. My shit, yeah, my shit will probably, it depends on what kind of day I'm having. That shit will be wild one day. Normal day is Big Booty Bitch, uh, Latina. Yeah. Maybe. See, I'm getting, I'm getting old, so, like, my set dry low. So, it's boring shit. Yeah. It's, it's, it's MILF. Yeah, MILF. I love a hot mom. I love a yeah. hot mom. Well, n- nah, not MILF. Now I'm into mature. I always type in mature. Yeah, that's too much. Nah, I see. I ain't I like no telling them. what you're going to get. You type mature. I like them right at that 40. If it's, if it's some grandmas on there, it's just some grandma. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that granny, though. You see what I'm saying? Hey, sometimes you go down that rabbit I hole, might, bitch. I might, I might get on that motherfucker. It be a goddamn 83-year-old bitch with a fat ass on that bitch. It look granny. But now, and uh, it's funny I'm saying this, Maine got me on the, um, on the um, Twitter porn. Yeah, I ain't never got them. Honest, I ain't never been on Twitter. That shit weird. I gotta check that shit out. I know the shit, but you know, honestly, you know what I want to do? Stop what? watching porn. Oh yeah, and that's what I was getting to. Like, porn is one of them things. Kind of how the virtual uh, reality shit would be like, bro. I try to like it. It. It's not even no discipline shit for me. It's just that I feel like I waste too much time. Trying to worry about that Like <laughs> I remember It's been times in my life Where I had shit to do And I was like Man let me just jack Before I go do this <laughs> Yeah And now I'm behind You gotta My whole be, day behind Or I get tired afterwards You gotta be level headed Like Anytime I'm about to go out of town And I know like I'm not I just wanna have my sex drive Drive as low as possible Yeah So I don't do no stupid shit Cause I love my girl Like so I'll just jerk Get that shit out and then I'll be fine the whole trip. Yeah. I don't even look at a bitch. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Or I'll hit my girl before I leave. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've done that before. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes ah, sex is just, it's a good thing. But sometimes to some people, it can be a devious thing. Like Yeah. So you know? for me, it's just time consuming. Yeah. But I know like for some men, it's really an addiction though. Yeah. There's a lot of guys that just. They can't get through a day. I got I got a dude I work with. He, bruh, that motherfucker always talking about bitches, but that's his thing, bruh. Some people just, that's their thing, bruh. bitches. I ain't going to lie to all. It's just most shit you can do in this world and sex. And, like, me and my homeboy, now I can't say his name on here, but um, he was talking about his girlfriend just not having no obligations and, like, sex being her number one thing. And he's like, Shada, we got most shit we can be doing. Yeah. And I like I feel that shit like nigga, we can't just sit in this bitch and have sex all day. Yeah. That shit head ass. That shit immature as fuck. Yeah. That shit childish as a motherfucker. You remember when you was a kid, you skipped school and just had sex all you just day fuck. Yeah. until the bell rung? 
and y'all shit. pretended like y'all was at school and went home. Yeah. Bro, that's how I would feel having sex all day in the crib. Like, yeah. I just skipped school. Honestly, you ain't get shit done. <laughs> Nothing, nigga. <laughs> Nothing. God all right, maybe, maybe that's us being old and we need to pop a Percocet. And... Nah, it's, here's the thing. I don't know why in America, you, like, I like age. I like wisdom. That's why I like how the mafia do it with niggas that's coming in age. Yeah. I love how they do that shit. Yeah. Like, they the real wise guys. Mm-hmm. I like that shit. And that's the thing is like, I feel like here we don't have much respect for people who are of age. Because like, we see you as old and washed and we don't see you as valuable no more. But like, maybe I'm just having this conversation because I'm old and washed. But I feel like, there's value in talking to your your elderly, you know, your elder folks. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your, your elder kin folks. People that have seen more than you've yeah, seen. Yeah, that's been through it. I don't care, you know, if it, who it is. Your drunk uncle. That nigga probably got some game that you ain't never even know. Because you ain't seen it before. Yeah, exactly. But for the people that's listening, make sure y'all go and watch Black Mirrors. This episode, it's about video games or something. It's, it's a black guy on the cover. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. And um, I want to tell you something too, Big King. What? You put me on a lot of shows that you claim you don't like shows where nothing good ever happens. Uh-huh. And in these shows, nothing good happens. Yeah. And they only be having one season. You put me on that goddamn show on Amazon. What was it called? Utopia. Utopia. Bruh. You put me on that show that on shit Netflix, lit, that Spartacus shit. Spartacus lit. Bro, they had oh, but one the first season. season. But the the feeling you get from that first Nigga, season. Nigga, one though. season and nothing good happened? Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, it's so good. I feel you like. You really pissed me off with that Utopia show. Why? That shit was good as fuck. Nigga, one season? They only going to make one? They ain't going to come up with another? Bro. I feel I like was, they should at least I have one. I was told that one that more. show was originally a show from the UK. Yeah. And they, and they remade it. An American for for excuse me for Americans yeah and that was the one season that is only one season oh fuck them but if they they might you know you never know they could come back with some shit bruh you gotta stop if, putting me on shows that got down nah motherfuckers you like walking walking dead and that shit's depressing bro I gave up on that shit stop playing that shit is so depressing shit, bro. Bruh, I gave them on that shit because they started doing wild shit, bro. They started getting bored and just started killing off all the main characters. Yeah. <laughs> they started getting bored, They killed bro. my Asian nigga, Glenn. That's his name, Glenn, right? Yeah. When nigga, they killed Glenn, I was like, man, I'm done. Nigga, bro. Power pissed me off, too, to the point where I ain't been watching the new Power. And I ain't watched not one episode of New Power. They killed off Ghost. Nigga, when they killed off Ghost, I was like... Y'all gotta spin this the right way, cause it reminded me of the Simpsons when uh, they killed Mr. Burns. Yeah, they killed Mr. Burns, and you found out at the end it was Maggie, and I fucking hated that shit. They did the same thing with Ghost. They kept spinning the episode a different way, yeah. like who it could be, and you find out it's Maggie. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Yeah. All uh, right, who the fuck killed Ghost? Tyreek. It's the same shit. The his, baby killed the man. I mean, his the son. His son killed him. Yeah. I kind of felt that, but I ain't. I ain't watch it so. Yeah, bro. I had that feeling that was happening. You put me on some head ass shows. I ain't gonna lie, the shows I be watching be fire, bro. I ain't got time for that shit. For I'm getting, them, I'm getting back on Shameless. Yeah, rewatch, rewatch Shameless. I'm about to because it, I'm behind every time I try to watch the new episode. Are you watching? You I watching forget. the latest? 
I've been trying, but I'm so like I forgot what happened the episodes before that. Is it is it not too social justicey for you? Like it's way too the social gay justice. Jesus shit yeah, is just too, awkward. It's too social justicey for me. Like Fiona's fighting this like male. I mean this female. Oh, I'm past you then. Yeah, like because F- Fiona's gone. Where I'm at. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No. Fiona's oh yeah. Gone. No. And then even. It's just a lot of shit going on. Even like the little black boy, he fighting his black fight, and yeah, it's that's, like that's that's weird, dog. It's just is the whole show is like dedicated itself to social justice now. It's like nah, you know what that is? That's pandering, nigga. Yeah, I know, yeah. and that's that's what the fucked up part is about it because the the story is so good, and how do you fuck it up and ruin it now with social yeah. justice? And it's not fucking funny. I just want Frank to run around and act like Damo. Exactly. And we'd be good. I fucking love Frank. Yeah. AKA, that's, that's my favorite AKA, character. AKA Damo. <laughs> Frank Gallagher, AKA Damo. If you know if you know Damo, watch Shameless. That's fucking Damo, nigga. For real. But yeah, man, this was another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. Another drunk cast. I don't even know what I'm titling this shit. I'm gonna be honest though. I'm gonna be honest, bro. What's up? Before you get out of here, I know 2020 has been a horrible year, right? It's been terrible. Especially people with COVID. Do you feel a little bit more hopeful going into the future? Now that the presidency's over, uh, we haven't gone into Civil War yet. We thought shit was going to hit the fan. Everybody Bro, you did. know why I don't like to talk about the future? What? It's because every answer that I can give you is super selfish. Yeah. So I don't like to say that. I don't feel hopeful for the future because of everything that has happened. If you ask me about myself personally, year. I'm very hopeful. Yeah. I feel like these next couple of years is going to be the best years of my life, but I try not to be selfish like that. Yeah. But, but overall, I think we in store for some crazy shit, and I'm not talking no alien invasions. And Do you fuck with the war? Yeah, yeah that is. <laughs> you I, just showed, feel I showed like... you that shit before? That little Dicky uh, song? Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah, did. you fuck with the war? That's my <laughs> shit. I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like the world feels a little bit more hopeful. I know there's probably about to be a lot of mass shootings because these rednecks ain't feeling this shit. But y'all, man, y'all just stay hopeful out there, man. Everybody, y'all stay together. as a, We got to stay together as a country, bro. Honestly, dog, because this will never happen again, bro. This will never happen again. America, how beautiful this shit is and how we all have come together to create all this culture together. Oh, yeah, this corona shit is making us come together, though. Yeah. I, I, I can definitely say that. Yeah. I just want, that's what all, that's all I want from this. I mean, I understand we're going through a, pre, a presidential change right now, the transition from Trump to fucking Biden, whatever the fuck. Everybody's mad who on both sides. Um, let's just... I mean, come together, dog. That's all I want, bro. I want this next year to be great for us, bro. 2020 was trash. It's the worst year ever, bro. I just want us to all come together this year, bro. That's it. And uh, to close out, I was going to tell you earlier that my plan is I got you for episode 99. And for episode 100, I'm going to do a recap of the year with Maine because I normally do New Year, New Me with you. Uh-huh. But, you know, you don't move on me and shit, so... <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing it with Maine, and I'm going to call it New New Year, New Me Part Three. But it's going to be a yearly cap that me and Maine always do. Yeah, because normally I do the New Year, New Me with you, and then the year recap with Maine. Mm-hmm. So I'm just combining them this year. 
Just straight, bro. Yeah, I X you out, man. Fuck you, nigga. Nah, fuck you. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode, man. Uh, shout out to Big King. I know y'all don't get to hear him as yeah, often. Yeah, I be trying to call him Jackson on the uh, pod, Florida, but, baby. He, but he a facto nigga, man. And, be working, uh, man. Be working. I'm probably going to go edit some shit and smoke a cigar, man. And I'm going to stop smoking a cigar soon, but I'm out, dog. All right.